Did you guys have a good Christmas? Yeah. Did you get all everything? Santa brought you everything you wanted on your list? Uh, Santa didn't bring me much, but I don't know that I was good this year. Um, <laughs> we're going skiing, so I'm just I'm pumped about that. So right. I'm doing an experience with the kids. So nice. Yeah. Um, any any what's the like? You have you have younger kids. I'm mm-hmm. I've, mine are older and whatever. Um, what are the hot items that kids are asking for? Oh, that did they ask for from from Santa this year? Yeah. Um, my wife said. A science teacher, so we're a really nerdy family, especially with what I do. So, <laughs> at least Leg- you own it, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Legos are always a huge hit. Yeah, so, nice. Um, we like Legos. Yep. So, um, my daughter, my oldest, Evelyn, is uh, super into Harry Potter. Um, she's read the whole series multiple times, Good. and um, so she is, you know, working her way through trying to collect the entire series of Harry Potter Legos. And oh, nice. Legos very smart business and so they just keep making new sets yes, they so, do. yeah we well, just keep buying them <laughs> we like that team and joey loves legos yep, as you know yep and uh finley my middle son uh beyblades you know crazy little boy they're these the easiest way i can describe it it's like a top that explodes so you have a shooter and like a little thing that they fight in and, you know, you, you build these Beyblades and you battle, right? So you pull this ripcord and they right. spin super fast. And if you do it right and if you have, like, a more dominant... you remember Pogs? Do you remember? Vaguely. Okay. Well, it's... They fight and then sometimes one will explode and, you know, the boys love cool. it because it's destruction. And right. Yeah. <laughs> flying pieces of metal and all kinds of yeah. stuff. So Nice. And yeah. what, did, what did Mrs. McMullen get for Christmas this year? That's a good question. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the ski trip, and then I actually got our set of skis. So nice. that way we we can quit running. We had right. super old, <clears throat> crappy equipment from, you know, college time. What is the trend in skis these days? Is it still the whole hourglass shape? Or I'm Yeah. Probably not using the right technical terms, but. Yeah. I mean, I just, I did a bunch of research and, you know, bought some that had pretty good reviews. And, um, but kind of mid mid with you know we live in the midwest and yeah. um, you know we're only skiing a handful of days a year um but renting's a pain in the butt and it's expensive and right. so this way we can just roll up and and go um for me it was always gotta gotta own your own boots yeah for sure because i mean skis are one thing but if you if you are not comfortable in boots right you're gonna be miserable so yes invest in some boots if you're gonna ski on a somewhat regular basis right for and sure and then just go from there yep Yep, so that's what we did. Cool. Well, good. I'm glad you guys had a good Christmas. Um, Why don't we just get rolling here? Sounds great. Cool. Is this thing on? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Summits Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you all had a great holiday season, and it's not over yet. New Year's is yet to come. Um, Like I said, thanks again for wherever you guys are tuning in from wherever you get your podcasts. And those of you who are joining us on the Heroes Foundation YouTube channel, thank you very much. Uh, With us today, a good friend of mine and longtime Heroes Foundation supporter, Mr. Andrew McMullen. Andrew, welcome to the Summits Podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to uh, our listeners? Yeah. Um, 
Andrew McMullen, um, born and raised in Noblesville, not too far from where we're sitting right now. Um, father of three, I already said Evelyn Finley, and then Vivian is the uh, is the baby. Um, my wife Candice, um, we've been married a little over 15 years, and um, I'm president and owner of TSI Energy Solutions. Um, I will say Candice is a <clears throat> longtime um what was it? Uh, consistent figure at the Fit for Heroes event, yeah. for sure. I know that's one of one of your guys' favorites, and we appreciate you guys for uh, participating and supporting that one. I mean, um, who doesn't love riding a bike indoors for four hours? Well, everyone, of course. <laughs> everyone loves it. It's awesome. It's a great cause. Yeah. That's why we do it. Um, well, thanks again for your guys' support there. And you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, have also been longtime attendees of the the gala on evening with heroes and, and multiple other uh, events that we've put on. So we, we appreciate that. Um, grew up in Noblesville. Uh, then what? Yeah. Um, went to ball state. That's where I met my wife. Um, chirp, chirp. And yeah, I got married um, straight out of school and uh, we moved to Southern California. Um, and we knew we wanted to get out of Indiana for a while before we had kids. Um, we were both really close with our families. My wife's from Decatur, Indiana, and, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of build our marriage and new life together and yeah. be selfish, but also learn to rely on one another. Um, were there any parameters when you said, okay, we, we know we want to move away right now because we're young and we don't have a whole lot of reasons right. to, to have to stay here, but were there any parameters on where? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> California was actually like the last on our list, which oh, is okay. Good. That worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really anywhere with mountains. So okay. we are, um, we're pretty outdoorsy. Um, I'm a huge mountain biker. My wife is now too. Um, so, but we, you know, ski, hike, you know, climb anything outside. That's, that's our happy spot. So mm -hmm. camping. Um, so we just, we wanted to get somewhere where we could be close to the mountains. And, um, so my wife being a teacher, um, had a lot of opportunity. And so she interviewed at a bunch of different schools, but, um, the one in California, she really jived with and, uh, they flew her out. Um, she went out without me and they, you know, she was sending me pictures and stuff. And, um, most of the beach, like, look how awesome this is. And, oh, and by the way, in the background there, there's mountains. Yeah. It's great. It was actually the inverse, which I was, totally okay with. So, yeah. I mean, you can tell by my wonderful complexion, you know, <laughs> I do really well in the sun. Um, my wife does, but, um, I'm a mountains guy and she's a beach person, but she also likes the mountains. We were actually, where we lived was in the foothills of the mountains. Okay. Um, but we were about an hour depending on traffic to the beach, um, yeah. to Newport. So, um, so yeah, we kind of got both, but we spent way more time in the mountains and the beach. Sure. So, okay, cool. Um, and you guys were out there for how long, roughly? Five years. About five yeah, years. Right, yeah, right, okay. at, right at about five years. Um, we knew uh, we always wanted to move back when we were ready to have a family. Um, yeah. Again, kind of what I said earlier about being close with our family, you know, that was important to us. Um, so when we started uh, talking about having kids and being ready to have kids, then, you know, that's when we started talking about moving home. Yep. Cool. What, uh, I guess, what, what started that process of coming back? I mean, Candace was the, the, the precursor to moving out to California. Yeah. What started that process coming back to Indiana? Yeah. Um, 
so we we had talked about it. Um, you know, I I regularly was talking to you know my my mom and dad. Um, my dad and I talked all the time, and we actually um, he called me and he's like, hey, you know, your mom and I are going to be in San Francisco at this conference. Why don't you and Candace fly up and we'll go to Napa for the weekend? And so we did, um, had a great time. And then the, um, morning of the last day we were there, he took me to Denny's of all places in Napa. Grand slam, baby. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) we were sitting there just he and I, and, um, he offered me a job and I remember like looking at him and just being like, what, where's this coming from? Um, just because that knowing my family and I know, you know, this story, but, um, nepotism and doesn't run in the family and I never would have thought of would work for you know his company um or and uh so it just it really caught me off guard and uh so you know weeks go by or whatever we talk about it a bunch and um I ended up you know he he told me what the role was for um you know and it made sense based on what I actually went to school for and what I did you know for work while I was out west and uh so I had a couple stipulations about accepting, and one of them was not to be the uh, succession plan um, for the business, um, which clearly worked out as I sit here across from you as the president <laughs> of the company. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, he said, you know, that's absolutely not my intent, and uh, so I accepted, and I moved back, um, you know, put my two weeks in um, with the company I was working for at the time, and um, moved back. Candace had to finish out the school year, but I came right. back and started work. Yeah. Been here ever since. Yep. Well, um, I know the story, but there's there's certainly uh, a bit more to the, the, the job offer and that transition than, yeah. than met the eye at the time for certain. Um, so, Andrew, what, what's your cancer story? So, my dad um, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer um, almost four years prior to when he ended up passing away from it. Okay. And, um, so he, he was very, um, private and prideful man. Um, so he basically his whole journey with cancer, um, there were only about, there were less than 10 people that knew. Um, and the way that Candace and I found out was actually, um, Candace had, uh, come back to Indiana, flown home to go to a wedding for one of her best friends. And, um, my, my parents picked him up, uh, picked her up at the, uh, at the airport. And, um, she called me that night and said, there's something wrong with your dad. Um, and she was told by, just by looking at him, something was not right. Yeah. So, um, he had started chemo by that point and, um, he had done, you know, a lot to try to, you know, alleviate people asking questions. So changed his look, started, you know, had the same barber as you and I, um, (laughs) you know, got some artsy fartsy glasses and things of that nature. And, um, you know, kept working the whole time. And, um, yeah, but we obviously we lived in California, so we didn't see him day in, day out. And, um, so he, you know, this was, um, I mean, a while after his diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I called him and said, hey, what's what's going on? Talk to me because we're um, really close. And he's like, don't worry about it. I'll be there. At the, this was, um, I think, end of November uh, time, okay. time frame or maybe beginning of December. I don't remember. But um, he's like, I'll be there for Christmas. We'll talk then. Um, 
so, you know, they flew out for Christmas and, um, as soon as he got out of the car, you know, I knew something was wrong too. So, mm-hmm. um, that's when he told me. So this was prior to, um, him offering me a job too. So that's obviously also okay. why that conversation and why I specifically said, I, I don't want to be the succession plan. So, yeah. So from there, um, you know, came, came back his, his health, um, deteriorated much more quickly than I think he or I, um, anticipated. Um, so the nature of a small, closely held business, you know, I shared a last name with him. So it was really easy to add me on the bank, you know, that kind of stuff. So kind of by default, um, I started kind of acting in some of the some of the roles. Um, when you came back, your, what was your initial position with the company? Yeah. Um, so the, the, the role that I was actually hired for, um, and I think he genuinely thought I was going to do was a project manager for a program we were doing at the time for, um, a few of the local utility companies. Um, and was he, when you, when you first came back, was he still there day to day for the most part or? uh, Yes and no. He was still there. Um, He was still available. You know, it was uh, sporadic when he was in the office. I mean, he was going through full-blown chemo treatments at the time. So um, he was, he was present, but it was sporadic. Okay. So how, how long into the job did, did things quickly start changing? Um, Pretty quickly. So, um, I don't, I tried to think, I told you before we started this, I tried to think back on it, but some of it's a bit of a blur. Um, but I came back, um, so I've been, I've been back in Indiana and at TSI for, um, coming up on 12 years and I've been running it now about 11. So, I mean, months. Um, so you know, luckily we have an unbelievable team and, you know, they, they functioned with it without him. Um, we, as things progress and again, no one, no one in the business, um, knew that he was dealing with this. There, there were, my mom knew, um, one of his best friends that was also one of his business partners knew his other best friend that was also his business partner did not know. Um, and there he'd, you know, his dad didn't know, you know, a lot of close friends, um, and colleagues, our mutual contact and how we met, you know, his executive coach who he was really close with didn't know. Um, so he progressed, um, and long story short, he actually ended up, we planned, um, at that point in time, we had offices in several other States. And so we had employees kind of scattered all over and we had a, uh, big annual company meeting that we did that was, um, big undertaking and fun, um, but challenging, but we actually had all of our employees flying in, um, and at a, at a hotel, we had a guest speaker flying in from, um, Canada and we had 150 of our clients, um, scheduled to be there. Um, that was on a Monday morning at 7am and he passed away on Sunday night prior to that meeting. The night before. The night before. And, that meeting was when um, internally we they um, so he had at that point in time two business partners um, one worked in the business um, Bill and Jim I'll use their names they're really um, 
one's literally my godfather and another was um, one of my dad's best friends. And um, I definitely leaned on them early on too. But um, so, yeah, he had two, two business partners and, um, you know, we, we had planned it. Um, but obviously that was when we were going to announce that I was taking over in the role of president. Um, again, no one knew that he was sick, but just, you know, from a outward or, um, facing standpoint. And, uh, so Bill and Jim and I, and also my brother-in-law who works for the business, um, at that point found out. And so all of us had to keep it quiet and act like business as usual. Um, meanwhile, why tons of our clients and things were asking where Phil was, mm-hmm. um, until dinner that night. So, yeah. Uh, so, okay. That, I mean, I'm just trying to like picture that scenario and it's like, yeah, if someone says, Oh, well, where's your dad? Yeah. I mean, like what, what was the answer at that? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember. I, I don't yeah, even remember. I, yeah. I think, I think, you know, he was sick, so he wasn't able to be here. Yeah. I think is what, you know, what we had agreed to, but, um, yeah, but we, kept it together until dinner. Um, and you know, we had a great, great meal, um, here in town at a restaurant and had a room rented and back. And, you know, we, uh, you know, it ended up, um, that's when we announced it ended up truly kind of being a formative, um, moment for the, you know, the company it turned into, um, you know, I lost it at that point in time. Um, a lot of emotion riding on that, but, um, you know, everyone kind of went around and shared. I jokingly refer to TSI and the people, you know, our group is the Island of Misfit Toys. (laughs) You know, there's no, there's no degree for what we do. And um, so people come from all walks of life and backgrounds and things like that. And we believe on, you know, giving people a chance. And um, so, you know, a lot of these people were telling stories about, you know, how they came to be there. And, you know, we have great tenure and this unbelievable group of people. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it ended up being, you know, a really positive, um, event and, you know, on the outset of it, but, um, yeah. And then from there, you know, there, there were no other options. You know, I, I took over, um, you know, I, I basically the, his, his shares, um, you know, went, went to my mom based on the buy sell and then, you know, um, half she sold and we bought out over time and then the other half were gifted to me cause that's, that was our only option. Right. Um, and so then at that point in time I became a third owner in the business and took over as president. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff happened in a very short period of time. Yeah. Um, a lot of, obviously clearly unplanned. Um, and, unplanned from the standpoint of you didn't have a whole lot of grooming or experience in terms of general, uh, general experience at that point in time. Um, what this, the the situation you were put into, which cancer has a tendency to do for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, the way you answered the call in that situation, as I've told you, I'm really proud of, of how you handled it. And, you know, it's, kind of easy to say now looking back and seeing what's progressed over the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, super proud of what you've done there. Um, I will say that, you know, I don't know if congrats is the right word, but congrats to all the people that were around you at the time, your, your employees, um, Bill and Jim, 
the rest of your family um, for kind of all being that 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 resource oh, yeah. uh, network to to help uh, uh, help with the situation. Um, what do you recall when your dad was going through his treatments? What do you recall um, from that period in time? I mean, I know he was super private about mm-hmm. it, so you know, and everyone's different. There's no right or wrong answer. Like some people wear their situation out on their sleeve. Some people are super private and that's, you know, whatever they want to do is whatever they want to do. That's totally fine. Um, But what do you recall through that, through that process? I mean, were you kind of immersed in the work knowing that there was more on your shoulders than originally planned? Right. Um, Or did you spend a a lot of time with him or was it trying to a mixture of both? It was both um, as much as I could. Like, you know, he, in his situation, you know, I, I pushed him because he had a lot of people close with him, you know, and I, I didn't, at the time, I didn't really understand the, the stance that he was taking and not telling people. I mean, he didn't even tell his dad or, right. you know, or his brother or anyone. And, you know, his, his reasoning is like, everyone's walking around with their own stuff they got to deal with. Right. And he didn't want to burden anyone with it. Um, he also made the case from a business standpoint, you know, we had some contracts and things in the works that he was worried, you know, if they found out that the, you know, the, the president of the company and majority owner at that point in time, you know, was, um, fighting cancer, you know, he was worried what that might do to the business and all the families that are tied to the company. Um, so yeah, like I, I think I understand it more now having walked a little bit in his shoes being the president of a company. And, you know, at that point in time, I was just his son. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm like, dad, I don't understand, you know, like, don't you want people around you during this time? Um, but you know, that's, that's very much a testament of my dad of just, you know, thinking about others and not himself, you know, in that time. So yeah, like, you know, I'd, I'd work in the business. I, again, I, I touched on it earlier, but I, I feel it incredibly important to say, like, I could not, TSI would not have survived if it was just me. Like, it's that pure and simple. Like, um, we have an unbelievable group of people that have a ton of grit. And I think, to your point and to Hero's point, cancer touches everyone, right? And, you know, and people have that story. And so they, you know, they wanted to help, and they did. And, you know, I, I tried to be vulnerable and say, like, hey, I need your help. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and it allowed us to, you know, people that had really good ideas and things to come forward and we changed and we adapted and we built and we grew and, um, you know, we go by a different name now. I mean, we're thermoscan inspections and now we're TSI energy solutions. And, you know, that process of branding and, um, you know, putting a new stamp on it is kind of the evolution of the company. Um, was a lot of fun yeah. and an opportunity to really, uh, you know, celebrate our story, but also set us up for the future. Speaking of help, I think um, that's also what then precipitated this relationship, not just from the, the peer, we already in a peer group together, correct? but um, at some point, not too long after um, we had a conversation where you were like, look, this obviously has, has hit home, oh, yeah. uh, very close to home. Um, how can I help? What mm-hmm. can I do? Like, uh, you had a, a somewhat similar reaction of, of being pissed off, which mm-hmm. is certainly understandable. Yeah. Um, 
so what what can we do mm-hmm. and and you guys you guys are, are are phenomenal partners in that not just from a tsi standpoint um it's 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 one thing for a company to be to be a partner or be a sponsor or something and simply write a check so here you go right you know, thanks but you guys go above and beyond that you do that but you're also present at a lot of the events mm-hmm. um your employees have been present at the events uh, and and just general spreading of the word yeah which is key um, so we certainly appreciate you guys for that. If if over the last, I don't know, gosh, I'm going to say five to probably 10 years of being involved, mm-hmm. what what aspects of that involvement stand out to you and, and why do those stand out? Involved with heroes? Yeah. Um, these stories, right? And just, you know, like... Um, it's the it's the degrees of separation thing, right? And you know you, which in Indiana is like two, right? Kevin Bacon's a seven, yeah, <laughs> right. It's that's so true. But you know, I I got involved initially. I think you kind of extended the offer through cycling. You know, I, I said I'm yep. avid avid mountain biker. Um, you know, and um, Team Heroes. You know, on the cycling side, who said, hey, you know, we've got this this local. Um, nonprofit and you know one of the things we do is the the cycling team and you know I met a bunch of those folks and um, I'm not a huge racer you know I do some distance events and things like that but um, just that community and seeing what they what they support and in in return you know what what heroes supports and then you know going to the galas and um, you know spinning for heroes and the piff party and you know and, and all those things and and I'm I'm an introvert. I don't like getting out much. So it's an ask to get me to go. And my wife is even more so. So we love, we love the gala this last year. We did it a little differently and took, um, a bunch of longtime friends of ours that, you know, had never, had never been. Mm -hmm. And being, I mean, that was our 11th, I think 11th year going to the gala. And so like kind of sitting back and like watching, watching them, watch that and hear the story and like knowing, you know, like one of the people sitting at the table was one of my best friends, his wife, whose mother had been recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. And like, you know, and all those, you know, all those stories and one of my other buddies and his wife, um, you know, lost her dad and like, so all this stuff, right? Like it's, it really does touch everyone. And it's, it's incredible to see, you know, a local organization give back in the way that heroes does. And so being able to feel, that you actually can be part of that um, is incredibly meaningful. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again for that. Um, that kind of answered that why heroes. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, and maybe the same answer, but why why continue to support heroes? What what was if you're telling another another business owner, another company, or another another person that that you know, and somehow this were to come up, why would you or how would you tell them why you support heroes and maybe why they should too? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing, you know, for, for me, you know, it, it's just kind of a core belief that my wife and I have. Um, but this one is incredibly, I guess, touching to us because of the local aspect and knowing, you know, like it's, it's such a big thing that we're fighting, but you know, it's how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. And so knowing, you know, none of us are going to, no matter if we had infinite money, infinite time, you know, could single-handedly go out and try to beat cancer, right? right. Um, so having the opportunity to, you know, sit down with, you know, a cancer survivor and, 
you know, somebody that's usually passionate about it and about giving back and supporting, you know, the people and the families that are behind the people going through cancer um, is just incredibly meaningful. And so it's a, it's a chance, you know, you're not, you're not mailing a check, you know, to, and I'm not going to name any names, but like a big nonprofit, right? right? Where, you know, your, your logo is this big on something like, that's not why I do it. You know, like it's, it's more of the fact to think like, you know, I could have, and hopefully I don't, but I could potentially have, you know, an employee who has a family member or something that's gets a diagnosis and, you know, you guys can, um, help like having it on that kind of small of a scale and that homegrown. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why. Yeah. Well, again, uh, we, we really appreciate your guys' partnership. Um, we know that you guys are all in, which is, which is awesome and refreshing at the same time. Um, I, you know, I, I, I hate thinking about the your your personal story for you and, and, and all the things that came with that. But again, how you um, uh, persevered through it mm-hmm. uh, from an you know entrepreneur to entrepreneur standpoint, um, super proud of you. Thanks, man. And to to see where the company is today, and the fact that then you're taking that same emotion and turning it into action is is awesome. And so we, we can't thank you enough and, and look forward to uh, many more years of it. You bet. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your story with us today. I appreciate it. Happy to. Thanks cool. for giving me the opportunity. You're welcome. And thank all you guys for checking out this episode of the Summits Podcast. We know there's a lot of you out there like Andrew who have been affected by cancer. And so we know that these stories touch you in, in a variety of ways. So thank you for listening. <clears throat> thank you for watching on the Heroes Foundation YouTube channel, if that's where you're checking us out at. If you are doing it that way and you haven't hit that subscription button, shame on you. Here's your New Year's resolution. Hit it. Hit the little notification bell so you can be alerted when new episodes like this one drop. It's free. It's the cheapest Christmas present you could ever have. So please do that. Happy New Year to everyone as we roll into 2023. Let's hope 2023 brings a lot of new opportunities for all of us, especially in the world of cancer. And ultimately, don't forget, beat cancer.